Young is from Sheffield, UK, and his home group is The Big Book Comes Alive in Sheffield. Young will be speaking on Step 11 for 45 minutes, followed by a 15-minute Q&A. Welcome, Young. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Natasha. I feel so humbled by that introduction and so privileged to be asked by Tamara to come and speak with you guys once again. Um, hi, everyone. My name's Young. I'm a very grateful recovered alcoholic today. Um, it's such a privilege to be here. It's such a privilege and a blessing to be alive. I, I, I feel so grateful for this next breath. And I love the prayer we started with. I, I love that. I could feel it. God, thank you for this this day, this moment. For any newcomers, I didn't feel like this when I came into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous. And, 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 and when I was in meditation before this meeting, what kept on just coming into my head again and again and again was imagine a life without faith. And, and, it, and it's from, I think, We Agnostics in the beautiful big book. This beautiful big book that, that, has, that has led me through the instructions to, to this power, to, to this divine sense of belonging, a sense of purpose, of meaning has transformed my life and, and and that word again imagine life without no faith and so I, I, I'll see where the spirit takes me and, I, and I'll go back to step 11. My life without faith was my life in alcoholism. My life without faith was 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 my life where I used to struggle when I was sober. The, the short times when I was sober when I'd come out of a hospital or a treatment centre or a detox or, or a psychiatric unit my life without faith was a life without meaning, was a life where I needed to be right. And, and when you didn't do what I wanted you to do, I, I would feel really offended or hurt or spiky or sensitive. It, 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 it's a life where I argue with reality. I argue with the present moment when I haven't got faith in my life. And then on the, on the page after that, it says something like, a, you know, what we've witnessed is a spiritual liberation from this world. And, and, when I read those words, first of all, when I came in, it just I couldn't understand them because I'd never lived that way. I'd never experienced it. I'd never lived a spiritual life. I didn't know that I had to. And, and, and going to step 11, we sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God. I know it's got a bit more and I'll quote it <laughs> later on, but just taking that bit right now. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve my conscious contact with God. Good, peace, love, light, the divine. The word to me is not very important because it's a man-made word to describe something that I can't describe, but I can feel. To improve my conscious contact. I've always had unconscious contact. I've always been nudged along my journey by God, trying to wake me up, try, trying to say, look, look at this beautiful world. But I couldn't see what I couldn't see. And my higher power for many, many years was alcohol, King Alcohol. I was a shivering denizen of his mad realm. You know, those words, I feel them. You know, I, I, I remember, you know, those four horsemen, terror, bewilderment, frustration, just so frustrated that I couldn't stay away from the first drink. Just very frustrated that I couldn't seem to get life as I thought everyone else got life or I imagined they did. Because I always seemed to want a life different than my life. There was always a piece of me missing, which alcohol seemed to fill. But like food itself, it only sustains me very temporary. And then I want more. And then I want more. And then I wake up to face those hideous four horsemen. And I don't know why I've done it again and again. 
So I remember, I remember my life without faith. I remember my life without feeling this power inside my soul. Maybe that's why I'm so grateful for every single breath. Because today I'm, I'm awake to the fact that I feel very awake. And I was asleep for so many years, but had no idea that I was like the living dead. I was walking through life, but asleep, asleep to the possibilities, asleep to the joy, asleep. Asleep to the fact that I could live happy, joyous and free without King Alcohol in my life. But I didn't know how to. So that's where I needed you guys. And thank God for you guys. I'm so grateful for, for, for you beautiful people that held out your hand, that tried, tried to hold out your hand so for so many years, but I refused it. I, I was one of these people that was bouncing in and out of the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous for so many years. And when you would, you know, say, take my hand, I'd be like, mm, I, I don't really need to do that. I wasn't yet convinced that my life run on my self-will could, could never be a success. I, I was not quite convinced that I was going to drink again. I'm absolutely convinced of that today. I I understand on my own power, on my own thinking, on my own mind, I will drink again. I'm under no illusions of that. But I know that I never have to drink again. And I I love the words Bill Wilson uses about permanent sobriety. He talks about you can have permanent sobriety. As long as I keep in this fit spiritual condition. But all these words I had no idea of when I entered the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous. And when I came around this time, I'm just over five years. I was five years in in December through the grace of this loving, this loving God, this loving spirit, this loving power. And And I'll explain to you, maybe, maybe because I don't have words to explain a lot of things. Because this power is beyond, beyond any limitations that I've placed around myself, beyond any words that I have, because I'm limited by my humanness. And this is beyond that. I feel loved. I feel protected. I feel directed. I have a sense of purpose and meaning and usefulness today, which I didn't have when I came into the rooms. And I'm speaking to anyone who, who's not feeling this today. I get you. I felt like you for many years when I didn't have a program in my life. When I was just sat in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, just hoping something would rub off on me. But it never did. But you guys always welcome me back. You didn't tell. Not many people would welcome me into the rooms when I was at the end of my drinking. No one wanted to know me. I was broken. I was a thief, a criminal, a cheat. I hadn't worked for years. My world was very small. My, my, my existence was very small. The party had finished many years previous to that. But you still welcome me back with love and patience and care. And then you introduced me to these beautiful 12 steps. And you told me that I needed a God of some sort in my life. And when I said to my sponsor, I hate the word God, he said, use another one. And then after that, he said, get over yourself, young. <laughs> so there's just a word. I keep using this example because it just keeps coming to mind because I was really touched by by what I saw and what I felt. Because I've been given new vision today uh, and I needed new vision. I needed a new set of glasses because what happened to me as I was going through the 12 steps, these beautiful 12 steps, beautiful. Anyone who hasn't been through them, all I can give you is my experience. 
you know, it tells us in the big book, we'll show you. We won't tell you. My, my sponsor said, I'll, I'll show you how you can recover. I'll show you how you can get, get this power in your life. I'll show you how you can come out of hell and never have to go in there again. But why say I needed a new set of glasses, some new eyes, some new vision, the way I relate and feel the world? Because the way I related and felt the world unrecovered, I found it very spiky and very scary. And I'd feel anxious and I'd project into the future about something that would never happen, but it would feel real to me. I couldn't seem to live in the moment, in the present, in this moment. Because as I take my next breath, in this moment, everything is perfect. When I'm very present, there's nothing I need to be or become. And that's the complete opposite of my life without faith or without a program in my life. Because without faith or a program or this step 11 practice that I will get into, there's always something that I need, that I need to become. I need to be this. I need to be better. I haven't. I need. I, I. And that is my problem. The I. I thought my problem was drinking, but it was me. It was me, my self-will, my ego. And it still can be if I'm not tuned into God. And, and, and what I was going to share with you, that's, that's what I was going to say. As I started to go through the steps, it was almost like something started cleaning my vision. A new world did come into view. Nothing had changed in the world, but everything had changed in my soul. I'd been rearranged. It had been shifted slightly. And I had no idea that was going to happen. I could see something in your eyes. I couldn't quite grasp what it was. I didn't understand, but I wanted it desperately because I was desperate. And thank God for that gift of desperation that I was given. I know by God today at the end where I had nowhere else to go, nowhere else to hide. I'd exhausted every avenue that I knew to stay sober and it was not working for me. And and those times when I was sober, I was just struggling with life. And I know today life isn't meant to be a struggle. There's a beautiful speaker that I'm sure many of you on this meeting will know. Who says. Humans only ever have one problem. A disconnection to God. I know that's true today. I know that's true. I didn't know that before. I thought my problem was alcohol not having enough money, not having the right shoes, all these things in the material world that I existed in. Because in the material world, I find life very troubling. But in the spiritual world, I feel like I'm flowing down the river. And of course, because my self-will is so strong, I, you know, I flit in and out of it because I'm so flawed and I've got, you know, I'm very broken. But it is through that brokenness that I can let in the sunlight of the spirit. It's through my defects of character that I can embrace today and say, "Okay, God, I see what you're doing. You're giving me a nudge. You're showing me my humanness and you're telling me that's okay. You're telling me that's okay. It's okay to make mistakes. Because I can keep praying, I can keep meditating. I, I, like I said, I've always had, as I believe, every human has unconscious contact with God because God is within all of us I know because I'm not making my heart beat there's some sort of power inside my soul that's nothing to do with me and my human mind 
It was always there, but I just didn't know. I had to gain access to it. It's almost like a lampshade that, you know, it's always got the ability to shine brightly, but unless it's plugged in, it's not shining. I can see, I can see a different truth today. The example I was going to give, now I see in a different way. I was in a restaurant recently and um, there was a little girl and, and I looked behind me and, and she was bouncing up and down. She was about five years old. She had these Wellington boots on and every time she bounced up and down, they started flashing. And I looked at her and we connected like, you know, I looked at her and she was having the best moment of her life. And I thought, that's what I want, what you've got. She was in the flow of God. She, she wasn't blocked off like I'm blocked off. She, she, she'd not dived into the material world yet. She'd not developed these defects of character yet. She wasn't worrying what she looked like, what she needed. She, she, wasn't, she was in the flow. But over the years, I can see what's happened to me as a human in the material world, in a world that demands I'm selfish. No wonder I've got a problem. You need, you need to achieve, you need this. Over the years, I, I, I built almost like this, this wall around me, this, this prison of my own limitation, this prison of my mind. And, and the 12 steps. I start dismantling this prison one brick at a time. One brick at a time. And as they go down, I start feeling more sunlight in my soul. I, my eyes start changing. My, my, my vision, my outlook, my attitude, it starts changing just little bit by little bit. And I start feeling like everything's going to be okay. Because at the beginning, when I first came into Alcoholics Anonymous, I was terrified. I was terrified that I was going to pick up again because that had been my only experience. I, I didn't understand it was because I wasn't working a 12 step program. I wasn't getting connected to God. And so when I'm not connected to God, I'm just connected to me. And the main problem of me, the alcoholic centers in my mind because it's my mind that used to twist every time I was sober. And tell me that this time it's going to be different. You can probably have just the one. And at that moment, I cannot see the truth. I cannot see the truth from the false. That sense of ease and comfort that is just drawing me. Oh, I can't do anything about it. So these bricks that, 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 that dis dismantled one at a time, one at a time. And, and, and then I start feeling something's happening in me even in spite of me something's happening in me that isn't me i'm starting to connect to, to something and i i often share this i i, I said to my sponsor who is a beautiful person you know I, I i think about him with so much love in my heart the time he gave me the patience the love but he was also very straight up with me he said you're gonna die young you're going to die. You look like you're dying. You look like you're dying. Because when I came in this time around, I had bones sticking out of my cheek. I had one pair of clothes. I hadn't worked for years. I, I, I was really very, very broken. And, and, you know, my sponsor said, you don't have to drink again. But what I did 
because like I said before, he didn't tell me, he didn't tell me what to do. He said, what I did young is I followed these directions and, and, and I developed this relationship with this power. Give it a go. You've got nothing to lose, but everything to gain. And thank God my desperation screamed louder than my ego. Thank God. Cause else I wouldn't be here today and I'm sure I would be dead. And so I started to feel something was shifting in me. And I feel it so strongly today um, because I have a really persistent and consistent spiritual practice that I've developed over these last very short five years. Um, Because I love the effect that God or peace or love or light produces in me in the same way that I love the effect that alcohol produced in me it gave me that sense of ease and comfort god gives me a sense of ease and comfort and so much more so much more i could see that my thinking was very limited i i could see that you know this isn't a program i needed to try and understand i just needed to do it and and that's what i was saying before i lost my train of thought as you can see i get very excited about this stuff i never know where the spirit's going to lead me i said to my sponsor when will i know when I've had a spiritual awakening, you know, me, alcoholic, obviously very impatient. When am, I, when am I going to have a spiritual awakening? I need it. I need it. He said, you'll know, young, because you'll want to shout about it in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous to the man or woman who has, is as broken as you were on day one. You want to shout about it to them and say, look, you can have this. There's something wonderful. There's something much more than just not drinking. There's there's a life beyond your limitations. And and I think about the spiritual life. You know, it says in step 10, we have now entered the world of the spirit. And I think about this, this program and this spiritual life like a circle. Maybe in this whole life, this whole universe, everything, there is no beginning. There is no end. Maybe that's just my limitations that I'm putting on it. And so I had to smash to smithereens what I thought God was. I couldn't explain it to you. I couldn't explain what a spiritual life is to you. I, I, I needed to, to live it and experience it every single day. And then hopefully I can be a bit kinder and a bit more useful because I was told also this is what it's all about. This, this being useful. And actually, I know that's the secret to life today. That's the key to life, this usefulness and and. Going on to step 11. So I started feeling this this power inside me, which had always been there, always been there. It it says in the book, doesn't it? Deep down in every man, woman and child is the fundamental idea of God. In that little girl the other day, I could see it in her. I could feel it. I could feel it deep down. I was just very blocked off. Because like I say, I'm born into a world. I go to school. I'm taught that you need you need to achieve. This is how you get happiness by getting stuff. But I know all those things block me off from the power. I cannot worship money and God at the same time. Thankfully, money is not my God today. And I'll share this with you. I don't normally share this, but it's just come into my head. I've just gone. This is the power of this program. You know, in the past. You could look at me in the wrong way and I pick up a drink. You know, that's my life without faith. Recently, I was meant to come into a huge amount. Well, for me, a huge amount of money, life changing. 
and I was cheated out of it by some family members. Now, I've not um, felt any ill will towards them. You know, I, I, I don't feel resentful. This is how much, you know, God has shifted my outlook. I, I, I understand it wasn't meant for me. And I don't know why I've just shared that. Maybe to kind of give an example of the power of this program, the power of faith today. So step 11, I get to step 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve my conscious contact with God, good or peace or love or light as I do or do not understand him or her or it. Because I, I, I don't like to put any limitations on this power. Praying only knowledge for his will for me and the power to carry that out. So I, I was taught. And I don't even know if I was taught. I, I just wanted or just became someone who was seeking in this program. I, I, I'm a seeker today. I was a seeker from day one. When when someone was talking earlier on about their first, um, I think it might have been Kim, first um, service commitment as a greeter. And my first one was making tea or coffee. Because when I came into the rooms, there was no Zoom. And um, what that did for me relating to seeking I started talking to the old timers and people who had something that I wanted. And and I felt like a sponge. And I was saying, what does this step mean? How do you pray? How do you meditate? Because I'd never prayed before I came into this program. Never. It had never occurred to me. Apart from when I was maybe five years old at school and we had to. It never occurred to me to pray. And it says in the 12 and 12, the only people who scoff at prayer are those who've never tried it. Now, I've never felt worse after praying. Even when I was in, in treatment the last time, I just prayed. Even I didn't even want to pray. I didn't know what I was praying to, but I prayed because you guys did and you told me to. And I thought, I'm just going to follow what the, these guys do because I want what they've got. And they don't seem to be struggling through life, even when life gets lifey. They were still shouting about this beautiful miracle that they'd experienced. You know, at the same time as talking about their wives have just left them, their husbands have just left them, and they weren't moaning. You know, they were saying, we're going through pain and sadness, but I'm still available to sponsor. And that blew me away. How do these people do this? Okay, what do I need to do? So I, I, I was seeking from that moment to this. And God keeps presenting teachers in my path because it tells me in step 10, doesn't it? I, I, I cannot rest on my laurels. I only keep, you know, in this recovered state if I'm in a fit spiritual condition. And, and you know, how, how do I? Because it's the same as if I wanted to be in a fit physical condition. I would go to the gym four times a week. I would follow some directions, maybe change my diet after a year, 100 percent. I'll be in fit physical condition. If I stop doing those things, I go back to how I was. And so it is with this. How, you know, this whole thing is about me getting connected to this power, but then nurturing and growing this relationship with this power, with this spirit, with this God. And so I developed a prayer life and, and, and a meditation life. And it, and it started off from one minute a day, probably even less than that, if I'm being very truthful. When I was first in, I was literally saying, please, God, I'm scared today. Please, God, help me get through today. Because I had to really dig deep 
I was terrified. I was so scared of picking up. I was walking across town because I didn't have any car. I was going to three meetings a day, walking so far every day. I, I can see now that the words that have just come to mind is, uh, are you willing to go to any lengths? Are you will- I was so willing to go to any lengths. I am so willing to go to any lengths. Do I want what these guys have got? Does it look attractive? Does, does this sobriety business look attractive? It did. Some of you guys, wow, that, that glint you had in your eye. And every single person like that talked about they had this prayer and meditation life. And, and, and so I have to continue to be a seeker. In step 11, you know, it's got some sort of the mechanics of the step 11 practice. It, it tells me, you know, at night I can, well, not I can, I do do an inventory every night. I know Debbie's on here. I know she does a written down one much more disciplined than I am. You know, I, I, I kind of go through it in my head. But one day, Debbie, I might get there. And I hope so. You know, this is the thing. I'm very flawed. You know, I've got, you know, I am disciplined in many areas, but I can do better. Every single day, I could always do better. But that's the beautiful thing about this program. As long as I'm making some spiritual progress, that's good enough. I can't remember the last time I was angry. I can't remember the last time I struggled with life. And this is just blows my mind. I used to always be angry. I used to always struggle with life. But now I've got faith. Now I've got God in my life. And I can't, I still can't quite believe it. I still can't quite believe it. So in the step 11 practice, it, 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 you know, it says we are undisciplined. I am, I'm an alcoholic, undisciplined alcoholic. I need to get into these spiritual disciplines because I was very disciplined with my drinking. I was very ritualistic with my drinking. And so when I turn towards God, I, I, I'm doing these spiritual disciplines on awakening. I'm, I'm doing some certain things on awakening as directed from the big book. But then I get a bit deeper into it today. You know, I, I, I do a lot of spiritual readings. I keep finding new spiritual literature because it tells me in the big book, be quick to see where religious people are right. And on page maybe 164, maybe another, but on that chapter, it says we only know a little I only know I only know a little. And that's a beautiful place, I think, to exist, knowing that I don't know. And I think it's Nicoletta who says it. it's in the not knowing that the knowing shows up. I love that. I just have to stop struggling with life. Who would have known it's so simple? But yet my self-will, that's the thing that always gets in the way. When I'm not tuned in, when I'm not plugged in. When what I want suddenly matters once again. But through this practice that I have, I start to spot these things a little bit quicker than I did before. A little bit quicker. In how it works, it says, and it's talking about step three, but... You know, after I, I've sort of gone through the steps in linear fashion, they seem to like dance into each other. I don't even like see them as the steps because this is how I live today. I don't think I'm doing step 11 now. I'm doing step. It's just in my soul. It's ingrained in my DNA almost. And I think about the change that's occurred in me and many others like me. And I think about um, I think it's moths. <laughs> Bear with me. Or butterflies when they're caterpillars. They, they go through this beautiful change, you know, miraculous. And, and, and I believe their actual DNA changes. And I think that's what's happened with me. Because I could give you a million drunkalog stories, because believe me, I was an 
hopeless alcoholic, hopeless. Used to do terrible things. I burnt my life to the ground many times over. My family gone, my children gone because of me, because I didn't have the power not to do it. And this this wholesale change has occurred through this conscious contact with this power and this continual growth and nurture of this relationship that is the most important relationship in my soul today. It is. Because without it, I don't have a relationship with my children. Without it, I don't have a relationship with myself or any of you guys. Because I know today I need to be connected to God so I can be connected to you. And if I'm not connected to you, I'm not connected to God. And if I'm not connected to God, I can't love you. And I need to love you. I need to see what that is. And God helps me see what that is today. This purity, going back to that little girl. She just had love in her soul and nothing else. And for me, God is innocence. God is just this this purity, right? And that's what I had to get stripped back down to. And I often share this in, 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 in one sense, the, this beautiful program, because I see step 10 and 11, like the, the emotional sobriety and the spiritual sobriety. This this growing up, this maturing. But on one hand, I go back to that being like that little girl with these childlike eyes who's able to jump up and down and not care what anyone thinks and have the best moment in my life. And on the other hand, I start growing up. I suddenly become a man because before I was a, a man with a child's mind. I needed, I wanted, I criticize, I compare, I compete. I'm in collision and I find life so spiky that the only thing I can do is have a drink just to exist. That's my life without faith. So I developed a prayer and meditation life. And it's so important to me today. I, I, I couldn't imagine life without it. It's like food in my soul. It's like breathing for me. It's where where just thoughts just come in, intuitive thoughts, when I stop struggling. It, it, it says in the big book on step 11, and, and it's got some beautiful bits in that. I'm not going to quote them all, but um, it's one of my favourite bits. It says, we relax, we take it easy, we do not struggle. <sighs> That's all I have to do. I have to just stop playing God. Why? Because it doesn't work. It never has worked. So that's all I've got to do. But yet my self-will is strong. But God seems to like push me in the right direction today. I've just got to relax. Take it easy. Breathe. Because it's in the struggle. You know, if I'm struggling, I seem to sink more and more into myself. When I'm struggling... I seem to be in this maze and I'm running around trying to get or want or get an answer and I'm running into walls again and again and again. But when I just pause, when I get into silence, I understand there's nothing I need to be or become. I can just let myself flow down the river of life. And in the same way that I had to concede to my innermost self that I was an alcoholic, when I concede to my innermost self that I am no longer running the show of life, that I never never was and never will be. It's the difference between me struggling upstream against the current, oh my God, 
and just letting myself float down. And when I start every day, I always say, thank you, God. What have you got for me today? What have you got for me? It might not be what I want, but it, it, it is what it is. Whatever reality is, I'm going to accept it. You know, do do with me as you as thou wilt. Do whatever you want with me, God. I'm not going to resist. If you want me sweeping streets, you know, for a living, I'll do that. You know, because my life run on my self-will in my hands, I can see the evidence of what happens. I can see the evidence of decades of me trying to run the show of life. Because I had a chat with a sponsee uh, today or yesterday around this. And when it says I had to be convinced that my life run on self-will can hardly be a success. We were talking about how. Well, I was talking about how I had to redefine the word success of what I thought that meant, because I always thought success. I related it to a material thing. And I understand for me that isn't success today, because once upon a time I had quite a lot of material things and I was still restless, irritable, discontent. I was still a hopeless alcoholic. I still used to struggle with life and all the people in it. And I know today for me, success is having a conscious contact with God, having peace in my soul. Just being okay existing. That for me is, is success. Being useful is success. Being all these things that I was never and had no idea that I could be this way today. So for any newcomers in here, dive in. Something amazing is waiting for you. Spiritual program of action. Spiritual program of action. I love step 11. I love the step 11 practice. I, 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 you know, as I said to you, I keep on discovering all these amazing books. And, and you, you know, I'm reading one at the moment by this guy called Meister Eckhart. And um, it just all ties in to this beautiful 12 step practice. You know, in my opinion, every religion, every spiritual practice at the heart of those things are the same as our principles. At the heart of those things, be kind, be useful. Don't hurt people, etc., etc. And so when I read these spiritual books, it all ties into my 12 step program. It seems to enhance my relationship. It, it seems to help me, you know, go beyond my limitations of me, of self. And one of the things he says in his book, you know, in our big book, it says God is everything or God is nothing. What's the choice to be? But he says. God is everything and God is nothing. Get that. God is everything and God is nothing, because this God that I thought was just so limited by my humanness. I have to go outside of that. But all I have to do is, you know, wherever I am, that's where I am. Like one of my teachers says, it's not about catching up. It's about catching on. It's about waking up, young, waking up to this reality, waking up to the fact that you've been given this gift of life and it's very precious and it's very short. But now you've been given another gift, the gift of helping someone else. Your your you know your darkest past is now your biggest asset. And I know God saved me today. 
I know that moment when that that lady in that psychiatric unit, when I was in there doing my last detox, shaking on the floor and came up to me when I was literally like that, like out of one flew over the cuckoo's nest. And she came and knelt beside me and put her hand on my shoulder and put a gold angel in my hand and told me it was going to be okay. I had no idea the significance of that moment. I had no idea the strength that she gave me in that moment. Because this is a language of the heart, isn't it? Not the head. And I was in a convention yesterday speaking and I could feel, I could feel the power between people. You know, conscious contact for me, not just prayer and meditation. It's when I'm, when I'm really present with you guys, I seem to feel and see and hear God in you. And then I feel it in me because I know we're all connected today. I, I understand that. I understand we've all come from the one. Because this was all created and we all come from one. And so how do I know this? Because if I'm nasty to someone, which hopefully I'm not these days, but if I am, I don't feel good because I'm being nasty to myself. But if I'm being kind, I feel good because I'm being kind to me. So this is what this is all about for me, this, this, this usefulness. And I can only be useful if I'm connected to this power, because if not, what I want seems to matter again. So, you know, it talks about this sixth sense in the in the eleventh step. I, I start to be, you know, be able to listen and feel this intuitive thought within my soul. I, I, I stop being directed by my head, and I start being directed by my heart. Of course, not all the time, because I'm human, and and and, and sometimes my self will shout so loudly. But then I can learn from it and I can dust myself off and I can get plugged in once again. Um, it talks about having a definite morning devotion. And, and this is one of my most precious times of, of, of my day in my step 11 practice. As, as a lot of you who know me know that I wake up at a ridiculously stupid hour, about 4 a.m., sometimes even earlier, not out of choice. I just God just wakes me up and goes, right, come on, then let's go. So I've got I've got these hours in the morning which is so precious because it's it's where I'm 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 quiet. And I listen and I ask and I pray and I and I do all these things that I've developed over the last few years. And then I seem to know what what which direction I need to take. I, I don't have to struggle anymore. Because I used to struggle all the time and it never got me anywhere. My life without faith was 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 very painful was very scary was a life where i lived in self pity city a life where i'm always looking you know to the next day it's a life where i couldn't seem to exist in this present moment for me having conscious contact with god as i do or do not understand him is right now in this moment when i'm breathing when i'm pausing when i'm connecting with you guys because even over these Zoom squares, I feel connected to you guys today in this moment. And I have to ask myself, how much time am I spending with God? If this is the most important relationship in my life, which I believe it is, if this is the only thing that's keeping me sober, which it is, how much time am I spending nurturing, nurturing this relationship? So I spend time 
I make I make the time. I I I, I you know, because for me it's like any any relationship. Any relationship. If I'm not nurturing a relationship, the relationship is not really going anywhere. It's not growing. It's not growing. It might be going backwards. And like I've already said, what why I'm so excited about this beautiful program is I've got no idea where it's going, where this 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 new path that I'm on, it keeps opening up wider. My my eyes keep on changing. My my views, my feelings, everything keeps on keeps on changing because I understand the spiritual awakening is not a one time deal. I can't stay, you know, healthy on the food of yesterday. I need to keep on nurturing, keep on seeking, keep on finding new teachers. And whenever I hear someone on fire on a meeting, I'm getting their number. I want them in my team. I want to learn from them because, like I've already said, what I know is. I know very little and I really like existing in that place today. It's the opposite of how I used to be. I, I, I thought I knew everything. I would argue with you about something I had no idea with. But today, I know that I don't know. I know that God knows. I, I, sometimes I don't know what God's will is. But often, what I do know is when I'm being kind, loving, patient, considerate and useful, I, I feel a warmness in my soul. That's all I know. And and I know that when I came in, because I know there's a few a few new guys in here. I w- I was scared. I was unhappy. I had a feeling of uselessness. I didn't have any good relationships in my life, and I couldn't envisage what was waiting for me if only I opened the door. If only I I, I jumped onto this path. If only I grabbed the hands of you beautiful people who all held them out. If only I launched myself into this beautiful work that would lead me to uncover, discover and discard this power that was always within. I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. But thankfully, you guys, you know, you you showed me the way. You, you, you taught me to devour this spiritual text of the big book. You told me it was more than just words. You told me that any fool can learn words in a book, young, and quote it. But are you living this stuff? How are you showing up today? This beautiful big book, this like this treasure map is like, you know, this ocean so deep and I can get deeper and deeper. The only limitations is me, my rebelliousness, my resistance, my refusal to open my mind and open my heart to something wonderful. That's the only limitations is what I put on it. I can go deeper and deeper. I can keep searching more and more and more. And the big book, this this thing that's falling apart, you know, because it was always told to me, a person who's got a big book that's falling apart usually isn't. A person who's got a big book that's falling apart usually isn't. This, this, is, this is my instructions. This has everything in it, but I know there's more as well. And, and I still feel like that sponge. And, and, and this is why I love the Zoom, you know, because I, I have teachers all over the world today, all over the world. And it, it's just brought us closer, this closer connection, this worldwide fellowship of people that are enthusiastic about God, about recovery, about the 12 steps, about the big book, that are shouting about it. And they all seem happy, joyous and free. Like, I want what you've got. Please show me. And they all talk to me about a relationship with God. First of all, young, they said, let's get you connected. 
And then we'll show you how you can stay connected and you can deepen and widen your relationship with this beautiful power. So that's what I do. It's so simple. (laughs) I say that and I don't mean to be arrogant, but I say it sounded a bit arrogant. (laughs) But it is. It's as simple as trust God, clean house and help others. That's all I do every single day. And, And because of that, my eyes keep changing. Because of that, I just want to help you guys. That's all I want to do. I've done a deal with God and I'll end it on this. I've done a deal with God. I said, God, if you take away my difficulties, I'll dedicate my life to helping your kids because it's an absolute privilege and it's a debt that I can never pay back. My name's Young. I'm a very grateful recovered alcoholic. Thank you so much. Thank you, Young, for your, your talk. It was absolutely amazing. Um, first up, we have Stacey. Would you like to unmute yourself, Stacey, and ask Young your question? Hi, everyone. Um, I'm, I'm a bit emotional. I just want to say thank you, Young, so much. Um, I can't explain how much I needed that today. And, um, yeah, I think my higher power definitely spoke through you right there. So thank you so much. Um, the only message I have um, is I'm quite new and I'm just on step one. Um, I was just wondering, what do you mean by saying clean house and how can I sort of keep my side of the street clean? Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Stacey, and welcome to Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, clean house, when we go through the, the 12 steps, you know, when we do four and five, we, we kind of get rid of, of, of a lot of the stuff that we were holding that was blocking us from connecting to this power. And and then in step 10, it's it's like we do this daily cleaning. Because if I clean my house once after two weeks, it's, it's, it's filthy again. So it's it's through this 12-step process that, that we clean house and we continue to do so by a daily step 10 practice. Um, so I, I hope that's helpful, Stacey. Thank you, Young, and thank you, Stacey, for your question. Next up, we have CA Northeast District. Would you like to unmute and come in with your question for Young, please? Hi there, Oliver. Grateful recovered added. Sorry about the name. I've just been on a service meeting, so um, I, I, that's I'm, I was hosting it as the chair, so I forgot to change it, but I was late, so I just I thought I'll leave it for now. Um, yeah, great to hear. I always love hearing you speak and. Uh, as one of your many spiritual teachers, it's been great to uh, show you so much about about spiritual development. Now, I'm only joking. You've actually taught me so much and I'm very grateful. Um, so basically, one thing that I'm always asking myself, seeking personally, and obviously, especially when I'm working with other people, um, what I'd like to know is... What you know, I was listening to Mark Houston today and he was talking about how this is just a practice, it's the ritual, it's putting the time in that's the most important thing. Just like with exercise, you don't always want to do it. Um, and uh, I guess in I think it's the 12 and 12 says like the op- the opportunities are endless, you can kind of do what you want, but in terms of expanding it, but a lot of people talk about reflection, some people talk about mindfulness. But there are often conversations about how mindfulness is more of a like a cultural, you know, religious, spiritual thing. And it's actually more of a reflection. What does I don't know if I missed it, but what does your meditation look like? And did it always look like that? Can a newcomer start with guided to get into it or? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Ollie. Well, I believe in the big book, when they talk about meditation, they're actually meaning a bit of kind of um, the, the, the practices of you know, at night and in the morning. 
and more like kind of you know going through that and and for me there's there's no right or wrong way to meditate i do these practices but i also sit in silence i also do guided i'm always seeking new things but i i would start with any any newcomers with just getting into the daily disciplines that are on page 86 um and then take it from there and and i will end it on this i i've never felt worse after meditating in one way or another so yeah thanks Thanks, Jürgen. Thanks, Ollie, for your question. Next thing we have, Rasa. Rasa, would you like to unmute and come in for Young? Thank you, Phil. And thank you, Young. You were on fire today. Sorry, lost you were. I mean, I just was amazing. And you you talk a lot about self-will and God and that is very close to my heart. However, not always. Sometimes it seems to very difficult to distinguish whether it's self-will or God's will. And it's like God says, well, make an effort, man. Oh. Oh, sorry. I mean, I, I turned my video instead of unmuting myself. Oh, the God says, uh, make an effort, man, and I'll help you. But then a lot of, you know, if, if that is not God's will, then the effort may be futile. I hope I'm sort of framing my question correctly. So my question is, how do you, if there is a need to distinguish whether it's actually your will and just your wishes, or whether it's God's will for you, how do you distinguish between these two? Um, hmm. I get a feeling that something isn't right, I believe, when I'm in my self-will. Something feels a bit disturbed within me. And, and, and I think this is where our beautiful, you know, nightly review comes in. Because when I can reflect on the day, I, I, can see, I can see where I've behaved. Maybe I've missed out something. Maybe, ah, oh, there was that time I did that. And, oh, okay, that was me and my self-will. Because it, it says, doesn't it, we, we are alcoholics, extreme examples of self-will run riot. Sometimes I can't, I can't see it. But when I'm, 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 I'm really plugged in, I, I, can, I can feel it. But not always, of course, of course. You know, my self-will is very, very strong, very strong. Um, but I, 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 I believe it's a feeling for me. I believe it's a feeling. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe my answer would change this time next year. You know, what I know is I know a little, Rasa. <laughs> I'm just trying my best. <laughs> I hope that helps. Thanks, Young. Thanks, Rasa. We've got three hands left up. So, if we could, are you okay to take the last three questions, Young? Yes, of course. Yeah. Thank you, Debbie. Would you like to come in with your question for Young? Hi, Debbie. And I'm an alcoholic. Oh, yeah. You, you're just a joy, and I just love you dearly. Um, I knew you were. Uh, ridiculously up early in the morning because by the time I'm going to bed, I get your, I get your, I get your speaker recording. I think, what are you doing up? Right. Um, love you dearly. Oh, I just learned so much from you. So you talked a little bit about your um, morning practice and I would be curious to know what does that look like throughout the day? Good. Great question. I love you too, Debbie. I've got so much love for you. You're amazing. Um, so throughout the day, so obviously I've got my morning practice and, 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 and I do it without fail every single morning. And then throughout, I pray throughout the day. I, I lecture in a treatment centre and, and imagine, imagine working with 35 newcomers every day. 
quite rowdy, quite crazy. Often I have to pause in that moment and say a prayer and say, God, please give me some patience. And then and I've got to say this quietly because I'm at work every day after work. I have a 40 minute meditation. <laughs> so I'm very, very lucky that I can do that. I'm very lucky I can do that. And, and, and I just, you know, because for me to pray just once in the morning, once at night isn't enough. Because I, I, I really need to just keep on keep on shifting and keep on turning. So so I guess that's that's how that's how it looks for it throughout the day. And connecting with other alcoholics throughout the day as well, that, that keeps me connected. I I believe Debbie. Yeah. But I hope that's helpful. Thank you for your question. Thanks, Jung. Candy, would you like to ask Jung Young your question, please? Hi, Young. I heard you speak the other day. And I couldn't wait to hear you again. You're amazing. And um, your spirit is so beautiful. And I just want what you have. <laughs> I'm on, uh, I have 100 days today. I'm on my fourth step. And uh, and I, I pray in the morning. I do the third and the seventh step prayer. And I try to meditate. It, it I don't feel it. You know, I mean, I try. I really try. And my question would be, how long did it take you to really feel it and really get plugged in, you know, to the spirit? When did that happen for you? Um, because I guess I, I I want that to happen for me very much, very, very, very much. And I'd like to know how, how to make that happen. Or do I need to just be patient? That's basically it. Thanks. Thank you, Andy. Great to see you. That, that's a great question. And, and I felt exactly how you fi- are feeling where, when I was where you were at. And, and I, I don't know exactly when it happened. I, I, I don't know. It was just little bit by little bit. I, I, I know you said you're doing your fourth step. After my first, fourth and fifth step, something, something a little bit changed, changed in me. And, and, and I think it was just the consistency of, of, of doing the same things over and over again. I wasn't feeling it when I was first praying. I really wasn't, Candy. You know, I was just doing it, though. And then one day, suddenly, I thought, oh, I feel so- something shifted in me. But it, was, it wasn't it was a white light experience like Bill had. It was just little by little by little. And I've not met one person who hasn't had a spiritual awakening, hasn't got connected to this power that has gone through the 12 steps and lives this as a way of life. So I hope that gives you some 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 hope because it's there. Thank you so much. If the evening is yours, Chris. Sorry, I was struggling to uh, unmute now. Um, yeah, thanks uh, for that. That was absolutely amazing, Young, and I felt the spirit coming through. And thanks to everyone uh, on the call tonight. Uh, I guess Candy stole my thunder there. Thanks, Candy. Uh, it was very much about um, the development of that spiritual awakening. And I've always had religion. I've always prayed every now and then. And I, I kind of call them, me and my girls call them glad moments. You know, you get these signs and things coming along. But I've never been really disciplined. Uh, I've now got a sponsor. And that sponsor has, um, you know, given me the prayers from each of the chapters, the serenity prayer. uh, And I'm doing that each day. 
Um, but I'm, I'm I'm looking for that connection. And, you know, just listening online tonight, I'm not sure if other folks have felt that, but, you know, it, it feels like electricity coming through on this one from you, energy, uh, intense energy. And uh, I don't feel it on every call, but this has been a bit different. So, you know, I mean, what, what you know, you've just said to Candy what, what you did, but, I mean, you know, what did it feel like, the shift? when you went from being what was disconnected to connected? That's a very good question, Chris. And, and, and I don't even know if I can answer that with words. Because like I said, when I'm sharing, sometimes I, I don't have words for how I feel in my soul today. I just know it's very different from the man who walked through the doors of Alcoholics Anonymous, a very broken man. And, and to sort of slide into your question, I have to ask myself each day, am I willing to grow along spiritual lines? Often, often when I when I see and I, it makes me really sad to see people bounce in and out and some of them die and some of them don't return. They don't have that persistency. It, it gives us warnings throughout the big book. It says things like half measures avail us nothing. There's no middle of the road solution. And so if I follow this exactly and, 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 and develop a prayer and meditation life, something will happen in me. But it's going to not happen in my time. It's going to happen in God's time. I just have to be patient. And, and, and trust. And, and I hope that's really helpful, Chris. Grab my number. I'll, I'll be happy to talk with you anytime, my friend. Thanks for your question, Chris. And thank you again, Young, for all of your answers and for your service.